you got to love the new SBC president uh, doing a video at his farm with a cow. Uh, that right there is just so cool. And you got to love, and I am so thankful to have a, a fellow pastor uh, in, in Wood Marshall who uh, not only saw that video and, and saw the great opportunity to, to share that Lottie Moon um, video with the cow and our new uh, president there, but also to reach out directly to him, uh, email him uh, in order to get a file for us to be able to play because the one that was posted on social media wasn't downloadable. And so Pastor Wood reaching out to the president of the SBC and him joyfully sending it our way just for our viewing pleasure here this morning. What a blessing uh, and what a you know, down-to-earth uh, president to be able to do that and then to also uh, you know, respond to emails um, uh, in a week where he's preaching as well. This is a wonderful season, the Christmas season. My favorite, our family's favorite. And when we just got one more week left, exactly one week left before Christmas Day, and another opportunity to gather here at First Baptist Church of Gallatin for Lord's Day worship as we celebrate the meaning of Christmas, the great blessing of Christmas. Now, Oftentimes, there's a lot going on during the season uh, that represents a lot of different things, uh, but we know that Christmas isn't mainly about the decorations, is it? Um, Though we love the decorations, until, of course, the squirrels chew through, those mangy squirrels chew through my lights on the house. For the second year in a row, I found out for some reason that's one of their delicacies. Why are you eating through my wires two years in a row? You think the parsonage might be blessed and that kind of thing wouldn't happen at the parsonage. But let me tell you, the parsonage is not off limits. And for two years in a row, it happened. Last year, I went all the way into the city, bought new lights, borrowed the the ladder again from, from Micah, climbed up there and replaced it this year. So close to Christmas, a couple different strands, all that traveling back and forth. There's just a a little portion of lights, a couple strands that are out. So if you go by my house, forgive us for it. It's kind of behind the tree, so most of the house is lit up. But we know that Christmas, those those types of things are fun, but that's not what Christmas is mainly about. And Christmas isn't about the food, (laughs) though we've had a lot of good food. And even here at this church, we had a great food. And many of us have already had great feasts and are looking forward to more feasts that we have ahead of us this next week. And that's wonderful. It's not mainly about that. Uh, Christmas isn't even about all the favorite movies. And I don't know about you, but we've gone through tons of Christmas movies. And we do that every year. It It is a wonderful time. We love doing that. Some of them we watch multiple times. And we've been watching way back in November, to be honest. I've already mentioned that before. I know those who wait for Christmas until after Thanksgiving, you kind of do that thing. Our family, we get a head start with the decorations and the movies, and that goes on. But that's not mainly what Christmas is all about, is it? It's not about the family traditions. There are many family traditions represented in this church. Wonderful, nostalgic, fun, heartwarming traditions. We're all going to enjoy that. It's not mainly just about that. But what is Christmas 
mainly about church. Christmas, as we know, Christmas is found in the celebration of the reality of God sending his son into the world and him coming for us. That is where our hope is found. That is what we celebrate. For God so loved the world that he gave us Christmas. Now you might be thinking, wait a minute, that's not how the verse goes. We know that verse, John 3.16, the most famous verse in the Bible. And you're right, that's not exactly how the verse goes. But let us see it from the passage. Let us read it here in the text together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God loved us. You see, God loved us. For God so loved us that he gave his only son. What does that mean? It means even in other words that he gave us Christmas. God loved us that he gave us Christmas because Christmas is all about the giving and sending of his son. Amazing gift. Stacy mentioned to me in in, uh, Shelley's devotional at the women's ministry meeting last week that she talked about gifts and different gifts we like giving and receiving, but that the greatest gift that we could behold is the gift of the Father sending his Son for us. That is why we celebrate Christmas. God's love, as we know from John 3.16 so well, leads to Christmas. For God so loved the world, he loved us, that he gave us his son. He gave us Christmas. Jesus was born because the father sent his son. Sharing this devotional somewhat similar in John 3.16 last week with a missionary call with some of the IMB missionaries that we know and we've sent. And I was on a call with, a video call with my wife and um, a few other members to pray for the needs of, of missionaries in the Asia Pacific Rim in Southeast Asia, and we looked at John 3.16 in this Christmas season. It's not normally a Christmas-themed passage. There's a lot of other passages, like in Matthew 1 or in Luke or other places that we think about the birth of Jesus, but John 3.16, you see, it's it's a Christmas verse as well. The Father sent his Son. But not everybody loves the Son, do they? As I mentioned with them, and they were talking about persecution, they were talking about people who despise Jesus even, and even persecute Christians, we've seen in our Matthew series, families are set against each other even sometimes because of Jesus. Not everybody loves Jesus. Not everybody loves those who follow Jesus, as we even see in this passage. But God's love can break through and does break through cold hearts. Amen? God loves, breaks through enemies of his. Those who were once enemies are now made friends. God makes friends with those who are actually against him. Turning their hearts, moving their hearts towards him. Maybe you're an enemy of God today in the, in the sense that you have not trusted him. You don't love Christmas like other Christians do. You, you don't follow Jesus. You don't know the gospel in that way. God can move and turn your heart in an instant, in a moment, even right now the preaching of the word. He could change you. I pray that he might change you. 
He can make believers, hear this, out of Grinches. The Grinch is a family favorite of our home. There's at least three of them, right? The old cartoon, shorter one. You've got a Jim Carrey version, which is fun. A little scary sometimes for the littler kids. Uh, And then you got the new cartoon version that came out more recently. And those of you who had little children, I I give you this warning up front. Be careful with that little one, uh, that newer one. It's a wonderful movie. It's one that's fun and played in our house. But with those little ones, there are some dance moves of the Grinch in that. uh, If they repeat it, there's some nice, you know, really inappropriate moves that your kids may uh, you know, uh, you know, implement. I know this for, you know, it, it, you know, personal experience. So just fair warning about that Grinch uh, movie, uh, but a fun movie and a fun reality. But you see, Jesus, the gospel, Christmas, the message of Christmas can certainly turn the hearts of even hardened Grinch-like people, not just people that are not excited for all the Christmas movies and Christmas decorations and things of that nature like the movie, but people who are just against God, maybe even family members who don't love Jesus, who don't love the gospel. The Lord can change the hearts of even a Grinch in that way to love the gospel, to be transformed, hearts that are moved to worship and glorify our great God. God so loved us so much that he sent his son, he gave us Christmas. That's the end. That is literally the sermon. The glorious, life-changing, world-transforming reality of the gospel of the Son being sent. This is what we're about here at this church. This is the gospel. This is what we're going to be seeing in our cantata together that we're going to be blessed to listen to. It's what our Christmas Eve service next Saturday evening is going to be pointing towards. It's what our Sunday morning worship on the Lord's Day, on Christmas Day, that we'll be pointing towards as we look at the Gospel of Luke and the Christmas story once again to be edified about the reason we exist as a church because of the sending of the Son. Because God loved us first, as Pastor Wood mentioned in the call to worship and scripture reading, he gave us Christmas. He sent his son. Thinking about these things this year, that will glorify God this Christmas for all of us. It will edify your family. Mark my words, more than anything else, it will build up and set a legacy on each and every one of our families. And so let's prioritize this real meaning of Christmas, even in the midst of our traditions. And let's add, as we've been mentioning, the tradition even that comes around every so often, it's coming around this coming Lord's Day Sunday, to come and gather for the worship with the saints here at First Baptist Church of Gallatin so that we get to celebrate the birth of Jesus here together even as we go on in the rest of our day celebrating all the wonderful family traditions with your families as well. Listen, once again, think about it through the cantata. Think about it through this week, through your life. God so loved the world that he gave us Christmas. And let's pray. Father, we are so thankful that you sent your son and that he went willingly like a lamb to the slaughter, not for deserving people, but for enemies, not for good people who have it all together, but for sinners needing a savior. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you that we get to celebrate 
this true meaning of Christmas. Thank you for the way that it impacts every person's life here in this room in one way or another. Either for good because we believe it and we're saved and then we have eternal life as John 3, 16 shows us, Lord. Oh, either that or even for those who may not know it yet, who may reject it, who may be against it and opposed it and opposed to those who do it, thinking that they're duped, thinking that they are themselves confused and focusing on false things themselves. We know, Lord, that we all once were that way. We all once were Grinches here, even Christians. Every one of us did not love you. We were enemies of you and that you sent your son and transformed us. We're thankful for that. We're thankful for Christmas and we ask that you would turn the hearts of those who are currently opposed to you or those who are currently indifferent to you or those who who just have never really seen the glorious gospel reality for what it is. Lord, would you move their hearts? Would you show them the truth? Would you transform them? Would you show them how much you loved them? Would you show them why you sent your son? Would you show them this true meaning of Christmas? We say this in Christ's name.